Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1573. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars. Yeah, I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest, John Esposito. John Esposito is the founder of Espo Restoration, a company that he has been carrying for Porsches in since 2009. Motivated by his dedication to perfection and the desire to provide people with cars they can drive and be proud of, he and his team cover a wide variety of services. Under their 32,000 square foot facility, they feature a frame room complete with a Porsche certified select bench, bodywork, fabrication, repair, paintwork in a standalone paint booth, mechanical work, and everything from service to full restorations. In 2016, his daughter Lorena joined the business and you can learn a lot more about her because she was a guest of mine here on the Cars Yeah! podcast not too long ago. We'll be back to talk with John and learn a lot more about what he does with Porsches, but first a word from our sponsor that make this show possible. So sit tight, buckle up. We will be right back. When it comes to your vehicles, things can get a little messy. Rain, snow, salt, mud, dirt, and everything Mother Nature comes up with can hurt the finish of your vehicles, both inside and out, like that bird on the branch up above your car. I'm not worried, though, because I've used Covercraft products on my ride since 1975. That's right, since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution for vehicle protection. They make the best-fitting, finest-made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, whether your car is inside or outside. Plus, they keep your car cool when it's parked in the sun. Live where it's really sunny all the time? <laughs> Lucky. Covercraft covers and sunscreens are the best. If you've got pets, messy kids, messy in-laws, just plain messy friends, Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new. They're easy on, easy off, and they're easy to wash, too. And don't forget Covercraft's custom-fit floor mats and trunk liners, plus their very handy seatback organizers. They are must-haves for all your vehicles. Your car, your truck, your van, or whatever you drive will say thank you. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120, at Covercraft.com, you can get 10% off your Covercraft order. Just go to Covercraft.com, check out all the products they have to protect your vehicles, use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and get that 10% discount. That's Covercraft.com and use YEAH120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, 
and the 24. Today, I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip apex reminiscent of Turn 4 at Laguna Seca. The racing series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! Hey, John, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, absolutely. Appreciate it. Good to have you here. Thank you. You're welcome. Before I get into my questions, though, would you tell our listeners maybe one little thing that most people don't know about you? Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, Well, I love little birds. Little birds? Uh, Really? Yeah. I don't don't keep them. I would never keep a bird in a cage, but... uh, I just love little birds, little hummingbirds. So when I sit on my patio and I have these little birds come, I always like to look at these little... I just love that stuff. You know, it's just so cool to me. That's part of it. Um, I also am a, a jazz bassist. Uh-huh. And uh, play, I played uh, ice hockey for five years. No kidding. Well, very cool. Yeah. Well, you're a very uh, multifaceted guy, so I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, well, I like that. I like the challenges, you know, so. Absolutely. Well, let's start with a success quote, a mantra, some kind of saying that maybe has meaning for you. Maybe it's a slogan you use in your business when Mm -hmm. you're working on these cars. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So, John, take the wheel. Uh, I actually have two mantras that I go by. Uh, One is everybody counts or nobody counts. Uh, so that way, when I have a car in here, it doesn't matter what his budget is. It doesn't matter what kind of a car it is or what the condition of the car is. He gets the same quality uh, for the guy with the big budget. Great. So that's really important to me is that, yeah, everybody counts or nobody counts. Uh, the second one is I don't ask for much. I just want it perfect. <laughs> that goes with my guys. So every time I'm with my guys, Listen, I don't ask for much, okay? I just want it perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are my two. You know, they're great. I've known about your shop for a long time, and being a diehard, lifelong Porsche guy, uh, the reputation of your business is extremely high, and I learned a lot about it when I had your lovely daughter on the show, learned a lot more about the business that I didn't know about and a lot about her. So I want you to talk a little bit about Espo Restoration. Tell our listeners about all the different services you provide, the processes you're doing, and maybe if you want to, touch on a couple cars you have in the shop right now. Yeah, well, we do everything here except for upholstery work. And I have a couple of different upholstery shops that I deal with that fit the needs of uh, our clients. Uh, We do specifically air-cooled Porsche cars. Occasionally, we do a water car, but it's only like a bumper or something like that, and some service work. But we don't do a lot of body work or modifications on water cars, so specifically air-cooled cars. We do have a select bench, which is really the only way to properly repair a 911 or a 356. We offer two different paint brands, PPG 
and Glazerit. Uh, again, the later cars tend to use a lot of PPG products, the earlier cars, Glazerit products. But we get the exact color that we are looking for uh, with the Glazerit products. And we do a lot of single stage work, you know, to, to match as much of the originality as we can. You know, I, I like to do the cars. Uh, I love Porsche cars. I've been doing them all my life. And I always tell my guys, just do it the way Porsche would have done it. <laughs> you know, you whatever go. you're doing, put it, try to put it back the way that they would have done it. So you don't put a Ford screw on the car. You sure. put the correct screws, you know, the correct facet. So that's what we try to do. We try to keep the car in line with what it was and stay with that good solid foundation that they built uh, when they built the cars originally, you know. And we do offer full service work, too. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, you've been doing this for an awfully long time, uh, even way before you started your business. Uh, what drew you oh, yeah. into this line of work that you knew this was so, going to be something you really wanted to do as a career? Well, uh, my dad was a mechanic. He was a domestic car mechanic. He didn't do any uh, European or Japanese cars at all. It was all domestic. And I go. I went to work with him as a kid and stuff. And uh, you know, I got my first. Uh, I got a go kart when I was 12 years old. So I was always into mechanical stuff. But as I got into you know cars a little more, I really wanted to paint. That was my thing. I wanted to be a painter really bad. And we used to go to the uh, custom car motorcycle shows at the L.A. Convention Center, L.A. Sports Arena, and. Uh, in 1976, I actually worked for Larry Watson, who was one of the premier uh, custom car builders at the time. Oh, yeah. So I learned a lot about painting. And, and in those days, it wasn't what we have now. It was all acrylic lacquers or synthetic lacquers, synthetic enamels, things like that. It was it was different, you know. Mm. But I really wanted to paint. So I started painting cars in my driveway at home wow. for my <laughs> high school buddies. Yeah. Actually, what I started on originally was painting bicycles for my kids around the neighborhood. Uh, they would come by and they would see me doing something and they say, hey, will you paint my bike? And I said, sure, just take it apart and let's paint it. So I would like, you know, do pearls and candies and all kinds of things I could on their little stingrays or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just had a lot of enjoyment with that. How fun. Well, this is very cool. Well, I always ask my guests to talk about a big challenge or even a big failure they face in your life. Owning a business is uh, fraught with ups and downs. And this isn't so much about bringing up a bad time in your life. It's more about what the lesson learned was so that you can move forward. So walk us through one of those times where things were a bit challenging and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business and your life as you moved out of that. Well, I had a business. This is my second go around in business. And uh, the first business was in Chatsworth. And uh, uh, I started over there. I went in with a guy over there and we did a lot of BMW. Uh, That was what his thing was. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he left and I bought him out and I brought in all the Porsche work. But in the day, uh, we're talking 1985 to 1992, you know, there was no internet, no cell phones or anything like that. So the only people that knew you was somebody that you could literally holler down the street and say, yeah. hey, I'm over here, you know. Yeah. Uh, we literally put Yellow Pages ads, you know, that's it. So that didn't that didn't make it. I didn't make it in that business. It was a real struggle, and I ended up closing down in 1992 and went back in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot from that about what to do right, what to do wrong, and, you know. 
the work was always the same. I just always wanted to do the same quality of work. That never changed. But right. uh, uh, one thing I learned, really learned from it, was that I'm a body man. Mm. I'm not a businessman. Mm-hmm. I'm a body man. Yeah. That's what I do. I like to work on the cars. I'll let my daughter be the business person, you know, that kind of thing. So I still work on the cars. Yeah, you know, I've heard this from a lot of my guests, especially fabricators, builders, restorers, people like that. It's the business side that tends to trip them up versus the actual hands-on and getting somebody in the shop or the business that can help you with that or take it over if you just don't want to do it. And I think that's the smartest thing is if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Find somebody else. But you got really lucky. Let's talk a little bit about working with your daughter because I had Lorena on the show. She was a great guest and she's in a very unique position because a woman working in uh, auto body, I know you guys do a lot more than that, but restoration type facility Mm -hmm. is kind of a unique unique thing. So what's that like working with your daughter? Well, it's wonderful because, uh, you know, I was divorced and uh, I would only see her on the weekends and, you know, on Wednesday night. So my first, you know, 18 years or so of her was not seeing her as much. So now I see her every day and it's just amazing. You know, it's amazing just to look at her and see what kind of a woman she's turned into. It's great. She's very fiery. She definitely, um, knows what she's doing and she's real sharp and she learns real fast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been really fun because I'm teaching her a lot of what I do. I'm teaching her how to weld I'm teaching her how to replace panels. I'm teaching her how to use a hammer and dolly. And, cool. you know, so they have a couple of cars here, uh, that they're actually her and her friends from the women in Porsche are restoring a car. The women are doing that themselves. Very so, cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's been really, it's been wonderful. Uh, it's just been an amazing experience for me because I remember back in 1985 to 1992, my question was, who could I get to help me? Right. And it was her. <laughs> there you that go. Was the right main, in that front was of the you. most amazing. <laughs> yes. It was her. Yeah. You know, so it was like, I can't believe it. You know, it was uh, how it turned out for me. It's been, it's been terrific. I mean, it's very difficult. Believe me, it's never easy owning a business like that. Of course not. I'd much rather do this than uh, than work for in the workforce again, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's tremendous. It's a very unique situation. I, I think it's fantastic. And so many of the dynamics with this are very different indeed, not only working with a child, but a woman in a predominantly male-oriented business. I've had hundreds of women as guests on the show here who work in the automotive sector. And it's a growing trend I'm seeing over and over, especially in the fabrication and restoration field, which I think is great. Women bring a whole different perspective to things. And I think you're a very lucky guy, especially since I have a daughter. I think it'd be tremendous to be able to work with her every day. I don't know if she could put up with me, but I think I could put up with her. Well, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they're very good. We understand that. Well, we're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors here, uh, but we'll be right back. And I want to talk when we get back a little bit more with you about your personal passion for cars and your journey. So sit tight. We'll be right back. See you in a minute. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah!, 
has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast, with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH. For buy, sell, hold, that's code BSH, and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yow for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. All right, John, we're back. Now, I want to take a little bit more of a personal journey with you, with your passion for cars Is there a moment in time, a pivotal moment, as you remember it, when you knew you were going to be a car guy? Yeah, I mean, I knew I was always a car guy, but the pivotal moment was the Porsche uh, when I got involved with Porsche. And they've always seemed to follow me, and I've always seemed to follow them. My real moment came basically when I bought my first Porsche. And that was in 1980, I want to say 80, wow, when was it? Oh, 78, 1978. So I had always been around Porsche cars. So it, literally the first Porsche car I worked on was a 69 911S. And it was Aubergine and had a little damage in the front. And that was in 1972. And every time that I would go to work in another shop, I would always get Porsche work. The first shop I worked in, they did a lot of Porsche work. So they kind of followed me. But in 1978, I was working in the shop. They had one sitting on the lot and it had been sitting there for a long time. And it was a a 58 coupe Mm. and it was ivory with red interior. And it was, you know, it was a nasty looking car, but you know, I, I had already done a lot of Porsche work up to that point, but I, I walked over and I opened the right door and I sat down on the door jam. And I looked inside the car, and that was it. <laughs> I had to have it, you know. And I loved that car. And so I bought the car for $1,700. Wow. And I fixed it up a little bit, you know, and I drove it a little bit. But the history of the car, the workmanship on the car, you knowing that it's hand-built and all that stuff, 
that just absolutely fascinated me, you know. Yeah. So I, I was all in at that point with Porsche. And since then, I owned uh, about 12 356, and I've had about uh, five or six 911s. And actually, all the 911s I've had have been 72s except for the one car. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. Well, I, I told you in our pre-show chat I had a 72S for a long time. It was a great car. I loved yeah. that car. My kids learned how to drive in that car. Uh, yeah, they're wonderful. I love those early long hoods. Well, let me ask you about your first really special car. Now, you've had so many Porsches, but if you could pick one that was really special, the first one that really had great meaning for you, what, was it a 911 or was it a 356? What was that car? Well, my first car was a 63 Impala Supersport. Well, that's different. And I love I, I love that car. And I've had over 80 cars in my life. So oh, I've my had gosh. Cars, but yeah. Um, but that 356 was really killer. Uh, but it, it broke down, and I couldn't afford to fix it. And then I bought a, uh, a 59 Cabriolet that was crashed, and I fixed that car. And that car was, Lorena was, you know, a year old, two years old. We had a car seat on the back. You know, we put the back seat down. Yeah. Put a car seat behind there and put the top down and take off. <laughs> I, re- I really like that car. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I love those A's. Yeah, that an A model coupe, and it's just, they just don't get any better, you know. Yeah. The, the lines, the smooth, the roundness, you know, the chrome, just amazing cars, you know. Well, I'd love amazing to have cars. one. They've just gotten way too expensive. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. And I had I had probably four or five of them at one time I had. Wow. So, oh, my gosh. Well, maybe someday. You know, I spent a little time last summer with John Wilhoit down in Long Beach. He actually mm-hmm. built a Beck Spider that I owned for a long time. But while I was there at his shop last summer, I got to drive a beautiful orange 356 that he had just sold was going off to Denmark, I believe. And it had one of his 2.2, I believe, liter motors in it. And oh, my gosh. Oh, I wish I could afford that car, but boy, was it expensive. Holy cow. So, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just wild. Yeah, he does tremendous work, John yeah. Wilhoy. Absolutely the best, you know, no question. Yeah, John's great. Really enjoy him. I've known him for a long time. When I picked up that Beck, my son was only eight years old. My son's 26 now, and we drove it all the way yeah. back up to my house, 1,500 miles in that car, open top, no top, no heater, no radio. Uh, and he built a great car because we got home in that thing with no problems. So uh, it was quite fun. I'll bet nobody's ever asked you this before, John. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, you were actually manifest as a vehicle, what would John be and why? That's a difficult question. Um, but I would have to say a 917. If I would. Ooh. That, would, that, would be, <laughs> that would be my... I really love the lines on the car, the look of the car, the speed of the car. You know, I would have to say that and a Dino Ferrari. I love the Dino, but they have a similar look to them, you know, those two cars. Uh, I love the Dino, too. Yeah, they're just gorgeous. That's yeah. another car that for a long time was very affordable and has become quite yeah. unaffordable. So it's always the ones I like. Why is that, John? Because they're fabulous cars. <laughs> there you go. You know? Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we are entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to ask you some questions here and ask you to fire off some quick throttle blips of that Porsche 917 for me. So here we go. Okay. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success in business over the years? Oh, gosh. I- I'm really crazy about having things to be 
symmetrical. Okay. It has to be symmetrical. I don't like things crooked or skewed. So the cars in my shop all have to be facing the same direction. They can't be skewed. Okay. So if they're inside the shop, that kind of. I can relate to that. Yeah, I'm the same way. Even the fasteners on the light switches in my house are all the exact same way. Some people call that a little uh, obsessive, but not in my world. I think that's the way things should be. (laughs) There you go. We get along real well. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would that be? No, Ferdinand Porsche. There's no question. Yeah. Would love to talk to that man about his experiences with, uh, you know, building cars and uh, World War II. And just, it just, I think that would be the most fascinating thing. Okay. That's why I love the cars. I'm just fascinated by the history. You know, he worked for Steyr Company mm-hmm. or Steer. And uh, I actually built a Steer. Really? Uh, a couple of years ago. I put, yeah, I did one. I did a, a what was your the 50 what year that i don't know what it was but it's going to pebble beach it was supposed to be on the lawn this year oh well next year yeah it'll make it next year i just thought that all that stuff was was fascinating it was uh ferdinand porsche yeah that'd be a nice meal to have for sure how about the best automotive advice someone else has ever given you what would that be well my dad his thing was he didn't care what other people thought about his thing was, I don't care what they think. I care what I think. Like as far, so for instance, if we're doing a car and uh, you're putting a light on it, and behind the light it's dirty or something, mm-hmm. and your technician says, "I said, well, listen, we need to clean this out of here." And the technician says, "Well, nobody sees it." <laughs> well, then I say, "I see it." I know it's. I don't there. care if nobody sees it. Yeah. yeah. So I used to scrape gaskets, you know, on valve covers, you know, working in the shop with my dad, scraping, you know, oil tank gaskets and all that stuff. And I'd bid all down and he'd come over and he'd point at a little piece of gasket. And he goes, what's that? And I said, what's this? Or the, or the, or the, let's say the valve cover wasn't quite clean. Yeah. And he goes, what's this? And I said, well, nobody's going to see it. Oh, that was the wrong thing to say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely i understand how about a a resource or a go-to now this could be a website could be a supplier it could be an app you use something in the shop a a nice resource that you might share with others out there well the internet is an incredible resource for anything nowadays you know you know if you have a car in here and then maybe uh you can't figure something out just google it i know or youtube it That we didn't have that 25 years ago, you know. Yeah. And even even the, an oddball car, let's say, you know, we do Porsche, so we know how they are. Yeah. You know, and if you uh, misplace a part or something, I got 20 of them. Not a big deal. But if you have a, a you know, like for instance, <laughs> I did a, a Steyr yeah. and you run over the freaking fender molding, you know, or whatever, or can't figure out how it goes back together, Google it. Yeah. I just think that that's amazing nowadays, you know. It's quite spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. My phone phone conversation with you right now. 
I know. Yeah. That would not have happened 25 years ago. Well, and, you know, I talk to people, John, from all over the world. I use Skype quite often. We're coming in through Skype, and, and if we're using Skype regular, I can sit there and look at them and talk with them. In fact, the day we're recording this, uh, in two days, I'm going to be hosting a virtual wine tasting at Adobe Road Winery. And so I'll be inviting all these people to come to a virtual wine tasting since we're all on lockdown here. And uh, that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, couldn't have done that very long ago. Yeah. Now, how about, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? I like to read uh, Michael Connolly's books. Uh, he does a, a lot of, uh, he has a uh, L.A. homicide detective, Harry Bosch, is his main character. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've read all the books, and I've met Michael Connolly. And actually, one of my clients, well, I have his car here now, it's a 69S. It's actually an ST conversion. He's a homicide detective, really, PD homicide detective. And uh, he knows Michael Connolly, and he's actually in one of Michael Connolly's books. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I really appreciate those books because they're right here in L.A., and they literally talk about driving down Sherman Way and turning on Woodman, and that's right around the corner from us. So they're great books, really, really good. They really enjoy them. I've read every single one of them. Very cool. Yeah, great author. You know, one thing I didn't touch on, but I'd love to, and I just watched a great video that your daughter did on your website about the fact that you're open, you're doing business. She did a nice walkthrough of the shop and that, you know, you can still care for people's cars. You're being careful. How has this pandemic we're all dealing with affected you and your business? Well, we're open, which has been really terrific. And um, we're just not getting the calls. But I do notice that recently we're starting to get more calls. It's mm-hmm. starting to wind down, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but we just weren't getting a, a calls like we were. Uh, but we do have over a year's worth of work in here now anyway. So, it would Great. Just, you know, let's just keep going. Just keep going. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that it has not affected you greatly. That's for sure. Well, we're up to the checkered flag here, John, and I'm going to ask you a question here. I call it a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun thought. I'm going to buy you a very cool, fun toy collector car today, something that you perhaps always wanted. But there's a couple tricks to this little game we're playing here that might make it a challenge. One is that you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. So if you pick the most expensive car on the planet, you're stuck with it. It's a car I want you to drive. No garage queens allowed around here. But here's the kicker that makes this difficult. It's the only one cool collector car that you can own. So it needs to tick all the boxes and to light your eyes. So what can I buy you today, John? Wow. That is really tough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, this, to God's truth, I wish I would really like to have my first car back. My 63 Impala. Oh, my I gosh. You threw car. me for a loop. Wow. Yeah, I love that car. It was, it was one of the best cars I ever owned. And I just would love to have my Impala back. Oh, that my was my gosh. high school car. You know, uh, Mark, uh, the cars, you have to understand something, okay? Cars, to me, are sheet metal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't get really emotionally involved in cars. Okay. Um, there is karma. There is some karma involved. I do... Uh, put my hand on the fenders of the cars and I do get some feel like energy, you know? Yeah. And so I do understand the cars. Um, but it's seventh grade metal shop for me. <laughs> you know, when I, when I'm doing fender flares, you know, or doing the 356 and cutting and welding and stuff, it's, yeah. it's seventh grade metal shop. So they, I don't get emotionally involved with cars. Interesting. Well, would you say that your choice of that Impala was because of the memories that would bring back to you for back in those days? Well, it, yes 
and no. It's just that the car, you know, they were just cool cars back then. Yeah. Okay. In, in the 70s and 60s, 60s cars. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of really cool cars, and all the cars nowadays don't have any of that like they did. So if you look at like your 72 911, they don't make cars like that anymore. No. And they're never going to. See, they're all plastic now and uh, aluminum and carbon fiber and whatever else. And so they're not going to be restored. So the restoration business is not, it's not going to change and go, well, you know, we're going to restore a 1999, you know, 996 or something. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Anymore. That's all changed. But in those days, the cars had incredible character. Porsche has incredible character, 356 dashboard, you know, chrome gauges, incredible. The, the Dino, uh, the Mercedes SL, mm. the Dash, the 300 SL going. If you look at the Dash, it's just, oh, my God. It's magic. You know, they don't have any of that anymore. Everything is rounded off. and uh, I always say they look like European jogging shoes. <laughs> there you go well i'll get to work and find you what color was that impala so i get you the right one it was blue a uh, light blue and i had uh, white tuck and roll interior and it was a low rider you know i was a low rider in those days yeah and it was factory air conditioning and power windows oh cool and that was just amazing i paid a hundred dollars for it <laughs> Hard to blanch, yep. isn't it? Wow. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Wow. Very cool. Well, John, you've taken me on a really fun ride today. I'm so glad that uh, Lorena connected us so that I could get you on the show. Uh, one of the very few father-daughter sure. guests I've had on the show. I'm trying to think if I've had any. I've had mother and daughters on the show. I've had fathers and sons, but I'm not so sure. I need to go back and check if I've had a father and a daughter. So you're in a very uh, rare category here. I really appreciate the time you spent with me today. Before I let you go, though, could you share with our listeners one little parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 63 Impala? Don't get too excited about a chip and a paint. That's about it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good advice for someone like me because I go nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's just a chip. I know. I'm learning to calm down, John. You, you, uh, I'll, I'll think of you next time I see a little rock chip. My son calls those memory marks. They're reminders of a wonderful yeah, day you had driving your car. So, well, yeah, I call them use. I call them use. Use. There you go. You know, yeah. Use. Yeah. Better to get yeah. some use out of a car than it's sitting in the garage. Hey, what's the best way for people to learn more about your business? Go online and Google. Google, you know, uh, Espo Esso or John Esposito. And it'll come up. That's the easiest way, you know, just to look us up or Porsche restorations, you know. There you go. Porsche cars. They're just too fun to drive. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure to put a link to John's website, which is esporesto.com on his website. So you can find that. If you missed my talk with his wonderful daughter, Lorena, you can go back and find that on the Cars website as well. It's there. You can find everything John shared with today with us today on his show notes page. Just look up John Esposito, E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O, and you'll find it right on the Cars website. John, hey, thanks, buddy, for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your life and passion for Porsche cars with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! 
drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!